Welcome to our transformational journey. My mission is to inspire you to travel along with me while helping you find your purpose to create your own success so you can fulfill all your dreams to designing your own happiness. Welcome. How's everyone doing tonight? I am so impressed with this. My 14-year-old daughter just introduced me to this. And I was like, what? You mean to tell me I can do a podcast on my cell phone with an app? Lord knows. You know what? I am so glad and feeling blessed to be living in these times. Because now you don't even have to really struggle to have anything to get a camera to get a uh, microphone to get you know everything is on the app everything is with the iphone it's just amazing the times we're living in now so it is a blessing to be above grasp and if you fall down if you can look up you can get up from the famous words of les brown um yeah so Let me tell you a little bit of information about me. I am a licensed master social worker, meaning that I have a license in social work, but I cannot practice or do private practice um, with clients unless I'm under the supervision of a licensed clinical social worker. In order to get my LCSW, I have to have supervision hours to become an LCSW. I also have a CASAC, which means Certified Alcohol Substance Abuse Counseling, where I meet with clients with um, substance abuse disorder um, issues. So, and I also have a clinical practice with adolescents certificate from NYU. I am currently working as a uh, social worker in an alternative high school, which I also do life coaching on the side, but my main job is working in the school five days a week. My school service young adults at the ages, probably starting from 15, and our oldest is up to 22 years old. So, these are kids who could not make it in the traditional public school. So, we try to help them with their credits and passing the regents and things of that nature. And they get the same thing as they would get as if they were in a public school. You know, like the graduation prom and, you know, just the things in that nature. Yearbook and stuff like that. Uh, pictures, graduation pictures and, yeah things like that. This population is um, struggling with truancy. Uh, Some of the kids uh, have behavior issues, um, diagnoses that haven't been diagnosed. And um, so we're dealing with uh, a lot here. Some kids have environmental issues, um, foster care, uh, 
dealing with preventive ACS and and things in that nature. So we're here at the school giving support, but it's it's hard work. It it really is. It's hard work. I adore my kids, but at sometimes it's like, oh my goodness, this is a lot mentally. You know, it's not so much as the paperwork; it's the mental stress because you want the best for your kids. You know, and um, we just had a student that was killed last week, due, you know, because of gang violence. And uh, he was 19 years old and shot and killed in Brooklyn. And that had such a domino effect to the uh, faculty and, and our students. And um, this is not the first time this happening. Last year, we lost three students Um and it's just difficult and they all were black males and I don't know what's going on but I see I see that we are losing young black males at a high rate to black on black crime and um, I just want to figure out how how we can get a handle on this how can we teach our young black males to learn to not agree with someone and still have respect for them and their life you know um to know that everything is not a fight and no one has to die for something that won't even be remembered why you were fighting by next week you know and that is becoming such a hurtful um painful thing that I'm witnessing with our black males and um, I don't know you know you talk to these students we we talk we talk I talk I look like them so I you know try to express that these streets will chew you up and spit your bones out to your parents for them to bury you and you're not invincible you know, um, which I know they're at that development stage where they think they're invincible, but, you know, where are the guns coming from? And um, I had a, you know, big debate with one of my girlfriends who believe that it's, you know, the government and every reason to think that we can blame someone else for what's going on. Where is the love among your fellow man? You know, even if someone poured the guns in the street, it doesn't mean you have to pick one up and, and go kill someone. So what is what is being taught to our kids that they're not even realizing that they need to love their brother, to love that person who looks just like you, who lives down the street from you? What, you know, to learn that I can have an argument or a disagreement with you, and it doesn't mean that you diss me so bad that I have to come back and kill you. You know, what? what's what's going on, you know? And um, these is one of the things that I get together with a group of, you know, other women and we discuss from time to time and, you know, talking to, you know, some of the parents. Um, I didn't even give my condolences to this parent, um, which I have spoke to them in the past because you don't know what to say. You just... It's so hurtful and I can't even imagine, you know, and I don't even want to imagine the pain that must be going through 
their heart as a parent because the pain is going through my heart as just being the social worker in the school. So my condolences go out to anyone and everyone who have lost someone to gang violence. And um, we need to address this as a race of people and allow ourselves to teach uh, well, I don't know if it's the right choice of words to allow ourselves, but to just to put it out there to teach our kids that they need to love each other, you know, um, not to hate your brother, your sister for what, you know, we can be so mean to each other for no apparent reason. And I don't get it. I, you know, I grew up in the 80s and, you know, I'm still friends with my elementary school friends and junior high school friends, not all of them, but a few of them. And sometimes we get together and I see people I haven't seen before and even people I didn't like. And it's so funny because we get a chance to bust out laughing and ask each other, why did I dislike you? And we don't know, you know, but we were able to see the next day. You know, if these kids will allow themselves to see the next day to realize a year from now that the disagreement you you can't even remember what it was you know to go and pick up a gun to stab I mean to shoot someone or to pick up a knife and stab someone and, and stab them to death for what for what so that was one of the things and not trying to be a Debbie Downer it's just that that's what I experienced this week and um wanted to talk about it because it's somewhat therapeutic for me you know, as a counselor to just speak into this mic and just talk about what, you know, I'm enduring and what I have seen and witnessed. So, yeah, so that's what I'm doing here. And um, I just hope and pray that, you know, one day that we can actually get it together as a race of people and show love to each other so it wouldn't be so you know, put out there that we don't love each other, you know, because when you look on the internet and you look up these things, I looked up something um, the other day. Actually, I was looking for my, my student to find out more about what happened to him. And when I Googled, so many other kids came up that was shot and killed in Brooklyn around the same time in different places. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, what, what, what's going on? You know, what's going on? I don't know. So, but in any case, just, just learn to love each other and to respect each other and just try to figure out ways as, um, some adults, you know, to, to figure out how to raise your kids to get along with each other and how to respect each other. You know, it, they used to say, and we still say it, it takes a village. But nowadays, people are scared to say something to somebody else's child because the parents don't allow it anymore. Back in my days, a neighbor could come and grab you up and bring you to your mother and you couldn't voice your opinion. You didn't have anything to say. You're in trouble. It's just as simple as that. Where now you touch someone kid or say something to someone kid or tell them to stop doing something and a parent will come and curse you out or maybe be ready to fight you, you know? So the the times have changed, but mm, 
We need to maybe embrace that old school ways. And I'm not talking about, you know, beating a child to death like they used to do with extension cords and belts and all that that stuff. I mean, no, that ain't right either. But at the same time, you need to be able to chastise your child, you know, and let them know that they need to stay in the child's place. And maybe if they had a little fear of their parents, you know, I feared my mother until I grew at a certain age where I wasn't, I didn't fear her. But because of the fear that was instilled earlier, it also instilled respect. So even as a grown woman, I respect her, you know, so certain things I just wouldn't do or, you know, because she came into mind, what would my mom think or say, where now I'm hearing kids, you know, argue back with their parents and, you know, it seemed like roles have reversed and it's just like, wow, this is deep. This is really deep. But. I'm not going to hold on to this. I just wanted to express it. This is my podcast and this is my first one. So excuse my nervousness because, yeah, I'm a little nervous and my words is like shaky and things of that nature. But um, I'm just so glad to be able to come on and just speak freely and just talk about something that was disturbing me today, um, this week. And um Maybe you have, if anybody have any solutions or ideas or just even want to express their opinion. If you disagree, hey, we could disagree to agree or not agree and still have respect for each other. Because this is something that we also need to teach our youth that it's okay not to um, agree with someone and still be able to have respect, you know, for them. So... Yeah, so anyway, everyone have a good night. And again, this is welcome to our transformational journey. And the reason why, again, I'm the name of my podcast is this because I'm also been making transformations, you know, um, uh, with my life. And I've been doing it for the last past, uh, oh my God. For many years now and I've been involved in a lot of things I worked in a lot of entities I've also had my experiences with things that I shouldn't have indulged in as a young person so you know with the weed drugs drinking partying and things in that nature so I'm, I'm aware of a lot of things because I've grown from doing those things to where I'm at now so um, these this is why I became a social worker now a life coach also having my case act in order trying to help other people so this is one of the things and, and the reasons why I went back for my education at such a late age. Um, I graduated with my master's in um, social work in 2012. I worked for the police department like for seven years as a police administrative aide. Um, I worked in preventive services. I worked uh, for the Department of Education for uh, many years as a four years as a substitute paraprofessional. So I have a lot of information and resources and things that I'm going to want to share with you guys. And I hope that you do the same so we can each one teach one so we can all learn together, you know, and help putting resources out there for people 
who may not just be aware of being able to get to certain things. Um, In my podcast, I will be, you know, throwing out telephone numbers. And hopefully I would also I'm also going to have a few professionals who are going to come and talk about different things um, in their profession that they do. And just being able to maybe even talk to a fireman and uh, African-American fireman because it's not that many on the job. And he's going to share information about how do you go about it? What are the things that you need to do to prepare yourself to become a fireman and things in that nature, you know? So, um, I just gonna, I'm going to have a few guests on this show as well. So I am looking so forward to, um, putting myself out there, which I was so ashamed, not ashamed, but shy. Shame is the wrong word. Shy. And, um, just wanting to be perfect and having the fear of thinking that somebody's going to come and say something negative. Can I handle it or whatever the case may be? And which I can handle is just me being a perfectionist and wanting to Welcome to our transformational journey. My mission is to inspire you to travel along with me while helping you find your purpose to create your own success so you can fulfill all your dreams to designing your own happiness. Welcome everyone. Mm, Excuse me. Good morning in New York City. It is 717 a.m. And today I wanted to talk about perception. You know, um, I think we're being, society is a little oversensitive and, you know, I don't know, maybe it has to do with who's running the country and politics and things in that nature, which I will not be discussing. I think we get enough of that every day, all day, every time we turn on our TV, look at a paper, getting, you know, a notification from something about in the news with politics. So that I am not going to discuss, but I will discuss some, an experience that occurred, um, with me last week. And, um, I live in a high rise building on, um, on Upper West Side. And I've been here for many years now, about 23 years. And, um, you know, I have neighbors from all different races, backgrounds, religion, you know, just a mixing pot in my building. And um, one of my neighbors, he wasn't always the friendliest, like he has like a negative view when you would see him in the morning, just seemed like he wasn't happy, Caucasian man, but was never disrespectful to me. And I've always said, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever the case. And like I said, I've been here 23 years and he's, he's might've been here even longer. So he has aged during the years. And, um, I was, uh, coming down the hall to give a package. I wanted to return to my doorman to make a long story short. And, um, he was coming, probably checking the mailbox or whatever early in the morning. And, um, you know, it's February, it's Black History Month. And, um, you know, and I'm like walk, walking past him as he's going to get on the elevator. I'm walking towards the front of the, the building, the doorman to give this package. And he says, hold your head down and walks past. So I walk past and I said, excuse me. 
and continue to take my package because I'm I'm early for work. I don't want to be late. I don't like being late. And I said to the doorman, which happens to be um, uh, from the islands uh, of color, and the man said, I said, he said to me, hold your head down, and he just shook his head. He was like, Renee, whatever. And I said, wait a minute. I know this man, this Caucasian man, did just tell me to hold my head down. All type of things went through my head. And he was walking slow because we have a long hallway and um to the elevator. And I was like, I, I have to catch him and, you know, and, and you know, ask him what he meant by that. And I, because I couldn't believe that he would tell me to hold my head down and all this, you know, Black History Month and the racism and all this type of stuff. And I said to myself, but this man has never been disrespectful to me in no shape, form or fashion. You know, it's been days he may have gotten on the elevator and didn't speak and I would have to speak first. And that's a small thing to me. You know, regardless of how you was raised, I know how I was raised. So when I see people in the morning, regardless if they say good morning or not, I say good morning. Only thing I get annoyed with is when I say good morning and I open my mouth and people just smile, a little fake smile. And I think that's totally disrespectful not to be able to say good morning back if I greeted you or good evening. But you know what? People in their own worlds have their own lives and going through their own things. So I said, you know what? I, you know, I can't think like that. We may find out exactly what did this man mean. So I caught up with him before he got to the elevator and I said, you know, good morning, sir. You know, um, yeah, I heard you said, hold your head down, you know, and I couldn't quite make it out what you meant by that. You know, with a smile on my face, like, please, sir, please say something positive because I am having such a blessful morning this morning I'm gonna, and I'm going to continue to have one. But I would think of all the years that I've seen you um, and passed and greeted you, I've never been disrespectful to you and I didn't deserve that, which I was thinking negative again. And he said, oh, I didn't finish. He says, I was saying, hold your head down because it's snowing out there and I don't want you to slip and fall and hurt yourself. Oh, a breath of fresh air. Oh, my goodness. And I just laughed and I said, thank you, sir. I really appreciate that. You know, the whole time, you know, all the craziness that was going through my mind. And and like I said, we're being so sensitive, you know, in our society lately. And him being Caucasian, me being an African-American female, it's Black History Month, and just to hear, hold your head down. And I could not believe that. And I'm glad I got clarity, you know, just that, that going to speak to him and saying, you know, sir, with a smile, not losing my mind and not getting all crazy and angry right then and there, because it would have turned to anger. I'm not going to lie if it was something else. But I, even then I would have been like, you know what? He's a senior citizen. You know what? Let it go. But I would have felt kind of disrespected and hurt because all the years I've been living here, I've been nothing but courteous. And this man was had my best interests at heart. He had my best interests at heart. He didn't finish out what he was saying. And that was another thing. I said, he's a senior. Maybe, you know, because I've worked with senior citizens before. Maybe he didn't have his complete thought thought out to say it to me, especially since we were just passing. But I'm glad I went and got, you know, um, to, to just 
to confirm what I was thinking wasn't what I was thinking right. It wasn't the right thing, you know, and he had my best interests at heart. And I said, wow, that's that's something perception. You know what I mean? We hear things or and, and somebody says something or or tweak something or or, or, or text something and, and or put something on Facebook and you think you think it's directly towards you and you know people are living their lives and half of the time I don't really even think people think about other people that much to you know have you constantly on your on their mind unless you know unless they don't have a life because I don't see how you can hate on someone and be worrying about what the next person is doing and caring about what somebody else is saying when you know you didn't have any confrontation or even if you did, you know what, if you spoke your piece and said what you needed to say, it should be over. And if it's not, then oh well, that's their problem. You know what I'm saying? Because I will not carry toxin along with me for weeks and weeks and months and months and years and years. That's how people get stressed out you know, sick and, and things in that nature because they allow that toxin to, to invade their space and their mind for years and years and years. I'm not doing that, you know. And it was another experience last week when one of my students was just, he was just smiling and he was smiling and he was so happy, you know. And I said to them, I said, what you cheesing for? You know, I said, you're so happy this week. And he said, Miss Eddie, I'm turning 21. I didn't think I was going to make it. You know, we don't make it in the hood, you know, to 21. Mm-mm. No, sweetie, that's a lie. That's your perception. And you need to get out of your own mind right now because we do make it to 21. We do get a chance to see our children's children. We do get a chance to be grandmothers and grandfathers. It's your choices in life that we make sometimes. That doesn't allow us to see the next year, the next day, your choices. It wasn't because, you know, the world is out to get you and everything happens bad in the hood. That's not true, sweetie. I grew up in the hood as well. And the hood would always be a part of my life. But at the same time, it's the choices we make. And the choices you're making so far is a blessing to you because you're right. You're here. It's because of your choices. So don't go around thinking and having that perception that black males don't live to 21. You make the right choices in life. You usually make it to be an old man to God is ready to take you home by natural causes or whatever may happen. But, you know, don't don't think that we don't make it to 21. And he just stood there and he stared at me for a little while. And, um, you know, uh, and he used to always say, uh, he doesn't want to be a statistic because his best friend was um, killed a few years back and it really hurt him, traumatized the young man and, um, you know, didn't talk about it that much. But I knew he was still, when he made that comment, he was thinking about his best friend, you know. So, you know, bad things happen to good people as well. You know, accidents happen, you know, just bad things happen to good people. You know, so we can't always go around thinking, you know, or or just believing in something that's not true. You know, it's what you think. You know, if you think that way, then usually bad things happen. So, you know, me and him talked about that and um, he's doing well. And um, at one time we wasn't thinking he was going to make it through school, but he's hanging in there. And again, like I said, perception and just 
you know, assuming things and, and things in that nature. You know, I had another incident where, you know, on Facebook, I post something and my friend who been friends with for many years had a perception that I was saying something negative about her in the picture, you know, and instead of calling me and all from all the years that she's known me, she she just assumed and went off on Facebook in, in Facebook. Well, actually she texted me at like three o'clock in the morning and I was getting these crazy texts from her and I was like thinking something bad has happened, you know, three o'clock in the morning. And then I learned it was about a something I post in Facebook. And I was to- totally appalled by it because I haven't been anything except a friend to this person. And I'm still a friend to this person. And we have gotten over it. But again, like I said, perception. And this is why I think when you feel a certain way and you think you know somebody, because we always say you don't really know anybody. But if you think you know someone, give them a call. You know what I'm saying? Don't even text Give them a call and pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, I was reading your post and or I came across and it kind of struck me like, you know, did I do something or did I? And then you can hear the person out before you lose your mind and was all wrong about what you was thinking. Because sometimes we think it's all about us. No, no, it's not. You know, you're not the only star in the sky. God made many stars. We all shine. So don't always think it's always about you, you know. And, you know, and that's what I was hurt with for her. We we didn't speak for a year, but we together, and that's my sister, and I love her dearly. And we will be friends till God take one of us from off this earth. But I was really devastated by that, you know. But it also has to do with, you know, people have certain personalities and, you know, certain ways of how they were raised and, you know, insecurities and, you know, things in that nature. People have a whole lot of things going on with them, even if you're their friend or family member and they have a lot of things going on. But what you should do, like I said, is always give the person the benefit of the doubt to give them the opportunity, a chance to say what they mean. Don't just assume I have this perception that it's something negative. You know what I mean? It may cross your mind, but don't allow it to escape out your mind and you go and do something or say something that you're going to regret or feel silly about later because you were all wrong. You know, give that person, if you claim it's a friend, family, loved one, or any case, or if it's someone you don't care about, then you don't care. But if it's someone you do, give them an opportunity to explain what they meant because it probably wasn't even meant for you. You know, it may have been something they were feeling or or something, you know. And um, I remember posting something on Facebook because something that I heard somebody else say, and I posted, you know, that sometimes friends... And family, you think the people who love you the most are the people who won't even support you. And I was going by something somebody else said to me. And boy, did I get a lot of text messages and and, and instant messages and a call. You all right, sis? You all right? Who, who messing with you? Who did this? Who did that? And it wasn't even for me. And I was like, I just thought about something and just posted. You know what I mean? I wasn't, it wasn't something that was 
from my heart, but I was posting something from somebody else's heart, and which I've also heard people say a lot of times that, you know, you can't get support from your family and your close and your close friends when you're trying to do something and you feel that everybody should supposed to support you. No, it's not going to be the case all the time. You know, just like me with this podcast, I don't send it to everybody. I can't send it to everybody because everybody don't see my dreams. Everybody does don't know what my heart desires. And even if I explain it to them, they go, oh, that's just me being me, you know, or thinking, oh, here she goes again with something else, with something else, because some people are limited in their minds. You can't take them outside the box or take them out of the lake and put them in the ocean. They'd rather stay in the lake. Okay. Me, myself prefer the ocean. Okay. And everyone, even though that person, you may live in the lake because that's where y'all met, you got to go in the ocean and you're going to still have love for them. So you keep it moving. You keep doing what you want to do and going as long as you're not hurting nobody, you're not stepping on anybody to get anywhere or hurting anybody to, to try to stand out then you do you, you know what I'm saying? I don't care who it is, family, friends, you know, loved ones. Everyone is not going to see your dreams. Everyone's going to say, oh, here she go, or here he go with another crazy idea again. Oh, boy, here he go. They just never satisfied. Because one time somebody told me I was never satisfied because I kept, you know, going from job to job to job. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like I was growing by doing that. I go work somewhere a year, go work somewhere two years, and I leave and I go somewhere else. And I go work some another year somewhere and another uh, two years somewhere, and I go work somewhere else. Now, I get calls out my kazoo because anybody who sees my resume, they go, oh my God, you're so well-rounded because I didn't allow myself to stay on nobody's job for years and years and years. Our parents did that, okay? I don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? You could still save your money, still save into a pension if that's what make you happy, or four, three, or four, one, or whatever the case. You do not have to commit yourself to a job because guess what? They won't commit themselves to you. You know, some people think, oh, I work for the city, the state, the federal. People get pink slips with those jobs too as well. Don't get it twisted. You know, do what makes you happy in life. And that's what was making me happy in life. I worked with senior citizens. I worked in methadone. I worked in many different pop with populations. And I'm well-rounded, so now I can work anywhere. I'm not limited. But I was told that person perception thought that I was being ungrateful. But I didn't get mad with them when they said it to me because we're friends. And that's what the person felt. But for me, hey, that's your prerogative to think whatever, how you want to think. So I know what I'm doing for me because God wouldn't give me these jobs if he didn't want me to try them and do them. Because maybe he has something in a bigger picture for me that he's just lining me up to do. I don't know. But I'm, go- I'm following my heart. I don't care what anybody else say or what anybody else is doing. I'm following my heart. Even with this podcast, I was like, oh, my God, here we go with another adventure. Yay. Let's do this. You know, you fumble over your words. You know, you get nervous when you're speaking to people. But not with this so much. I still fumble over my words. And I probably do that until I get better. You have to make mistakes in order to grow. So I can't fear my mistakes thinking that I need to be perfect because that's going to hold me back and that's not going to allow me to do what I want to do. 
So hopefully, along with my podcast, I will be doing YouTube videos, hopefully starting in May or June. And um, so I will keep you guys tuned. But again, perception, that was my talk for today. And um, if you have any comments and or anything, I'm still learning how to use this podcast. I went on YouTube to try to figure out some things, but it's still kind of a little confusing. And I've been a little busy going to Toastmaster classes while I'm getting ready to start. And I'm taking a storytelling class. Um, and I attend Coachville. You know, although I'm a licensed social worker and a certified alcohol substance abuse counselor, there's just more that I think I can give the world. What about you? You have a blessed day and I'll speak to you next week. Bye bye now. Welcome to our transformational journey. My mission is to inspire you to travel along with me while helping you find your purpose to create your own success so you can fulfill all your dreams and designing your own happiness. Welcome everyone. Um, today I want to talk about a situation that occurred in my life that uh, I am so excited and happy about. I was fired from my position on my birthday. I may be the first person in history to have that done and be okay with it. And the reason I was okay with it, because I believe that God does things for a reason. Sometimes we sit too long at places that we know that's just... It's time for you to go. It's time for you to move on. Um, Sometimes we dumb myself down because the job is easy. The money is good. And for all type of reasons, you may be living above your means and need your money and can't um, sacrifice or um, what you're making for a lower pay to fulfill your desires and your dreams and, you know, doing what you really want to do because it may not be paying you what you really want. And, um, sometimes we have to climb the stairs of success a step, one step at a time and just, you know, have to make, make a sacrifice And um, what happened was on my job, well, my ex-job, my director, supervisor, and principal of the school felt like that. Um, I was supposed to tell them what I was doing when I took time off without pay. And I went to Thailand. And it was life-changing, and it was a beautiful experience. And I went with an ex-co-worker who also used to work at this place. And um, I think they were appalled at the fact that he is a white man, and we're the best of friends. I call him my wonder twin because people used to wonder about us, but we strictly friends. And I mean, we're so close. We feel like family with each other. And he actually treated me to Thailand. And, um, you know, it was, he just opened a door uh, to another world. And just, it gave me the courage 
to even just to meet him in Thailand, to take that plane ride for 13 hours alone because I have a fear of flying. And I did it. I did it. And I'm, I'll do it again, you know? And so when I get back to my job, I took time without pay. I had to take care of some family issues as well, but it was a three weeks. We had one week vacation and then two weeks I took off without pay. And I post a lot of things on social media in Thailand, of course, because I wanted my children and my family to see what, you know, um, adventures I was getting into. And um, they saw it. They went on my social media page. And when I got back to work, they tried to triple team me and tell me that I took a vacation time when I, again, I took personal time and I didn't, without pay, mind you. And they told me that I had no right and um, other uh, um, co-workers may try to do something like that. And, and they were, my director yelled at me like she was like I was her child. And of course, I had to put her in a place. Don't you ever yell at me. Don't you ever speak to me in that tone. So I think she felt like disrespected because of the fact that she's so used to getting away with speaking to people in a disrespectful manner that, you know, that it doesn't even occur to her that she's being disrespectful. And that again has a lot to do with entitlement when some women and men who get into power think that they can speak to people and degrade people. And You know, that's one form of leadership for some people who I think are just um, have issues within themselves where they may not be able to have the power at home where they come to work and they bully other people because pretty much she's just a bully. But um, in any case, it didn't affect me when I saw her behave like that with other people. But when it came to me, no, we're not standing for that. Mm -mm, No can do. So... They triple teamed me and tried to get me to sign off some type of paper stating that um, I took vacation time when I, again, I took personal time. So I refused to sign this form and because you're not going to make me incriminate myself when I can read and I know when something is wrong. Really, I'm a half a century, people, and I can't be intimidated easily either. So... Uh, they tried to get me, they gave me a verbal warning. Now, mind you, never been written up, never had any problems, um, on this job. And I think it was more so the jealousy that they seen. I went to Thailand more so than anything. And they said they lost trust in me. Really? Oh, give me a break, you know? And, um, it was all because I was with another coworker who used to work there and we were having a time of our life and they were never invited and they never will probably get invited to see him spend time with them because he's a really decent person. So, um, on that note, I refused. They came at me on that Monday and then that I thought I just got a verbal warning. I told them, Hey, You know, I'm sorry you feel the way you do, but I'm not entitled to tell anybody about what I'm doing on my personal time. I don't have to inform you if I took time off without pay. I don't owe you an explanation of what I'm doing day by day with that time that I'm taking off without pay. I didn't steal company's time. So I thought it was over on that Monday. Then they came at me that Friday trying to get me to sign the form. And then that Monday, I told them I would take the form home. I would read over it. And. 
and then we can move to the next step. So the next steps was going to be what my goals and objectives was, you know, when I come back to work, now that I sign this and now they will monitor me. You really think that I'm going to really um, go through that when you never, ever found ever asked me what my goals and objectives was when I started working here, okay, because it really didn't matter to y'all, but because now you have a problem with the fact that me, 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 you know, that I went to enjoy my life, so when I came in that Monday, which was July the 29th, 2019, my birthday, I still refused to sign it, so they was like, well, you know, Renee, this is your last day, okay, got up went to get my stuff because people you have to know that if you get one job you can get another job you may have to knock on some doors but all you need is one person to answer you know and it had came to the point for me when I've lost trust in a company or organization or person um, or feel like you're trying to violate me I can no longer work there anyway and I was already feeling like that. So you did me a favor, you know, by saying, Renee, um, yeah, this is your last day. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. And I walked out of there with dignity, still having self-respect. And, um, yeah, and I'm feeling so good oh my god and it's so crazy because people were calling me and how you feeling are you okay um i'm so sorry that happened oh give me a break people i don't live above my means i can still pay my rent with this job or without this job you know what i mean meaning that i did put away for a stash now not to say that i can't i i, I could sit home for a year but six months i think i'm good but i'll go look for a job in a slow pace and take my time and um enjoy my life you know sometimes we you can't sell your soul to the devil just to 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 think that people are going to continue to respect you it, it it doesn't work like that you know um yeah i am so happy and i know my value i know my worth and i'm feeling blessed you know and sometimes things that look like it's against us is actually for us you know and it depends on how you look at it if you take a situation and you see the glass half empty then half full then yes it's going to be devastating yes it's going to be sad yes it seems like the end of the world but no I work for God. I don't work for man. God has opened so many doors for me. It's it's ridiculous to think that I'm going to worry about one job. You know what I mean? Um, I'm having fun in my life. Again, I am a half a century. I have been on this earth for that long to for God to have shown me that he's in charge. Not man. You can't destroy me. You can't do me no harm. Okay, because I'm a child of the most high God. And on top of that, he has gave me the wisdom and the knowledge to know that life goes on. 
and that he will send people in my direction to help me to do things that I want to do in my life. So I don't need to to brown nose it or to make someone feel like they're superior than me. Are you kidding me? I got a student loan that I owe back with a LMSW also along with a KSAC, which I'm also working to my towards my LCSW and I'm in school for coaching. I'm constantly keep myself informed and learning because knowledge brings wealth. Okay. So to think that someone is going to stop you, stop it right now. You must put in the time. Don't get me wrong. Anything worth having does not come easy, but to know that you're doing it for yourself Go ahead, get the ball rolling, get in the game and play your game of life to the biggest, to the fullest. Because guess what? We don't make it out alive, people. We don't make it out alive here. So on that note, hey, it's better late than never, especially while you got your right state of mind and you got good health. You better get it popping while you can, whatever that dream may be. I have sabotaged my life long enough, meaning that I had stopped thinking about doing the thing that I like to do, love to do, and that is talk. I am a talker. I have a story to be told and people, it would help motivate, inspire people to know that if I can do it, you can do it too. My life, oh baby, wait till I start getting into the stories of my life, okay? So, and it wasn't all happy, you know, some tragic things happened to me in my life, but I kept it moving. You know what I mean? I've been involved in things that I had no business in a younger age that I made it through. So I I want anyone and everyone to know that as long as you have faith in your higher power, and you may call him Jehovah, Jesus, Allah, Buddha, whoever, if he's a God of good, he got you. He got you and he will lead you in the right direction as long as you start to live your life right and knowing that you care about the people, you care about the earth, and you love your higher power and laws of attraction. What you put out and say out your mouth, you put it out there in the universe. If you think negative, then negative things are going to happen. And I truly believe that. And I have witnessed it. I have been a part of it. And I have seen the glory of what you put out there, what you say out your mouth. It truly comes to pass. So again, not to say, oh, I want to be a millionaire or I want to be the next Beyonce. Those things is all possible. You keep putting it out there in the universe, but you also got to work towards your dream. You can't sit back and think that things are going to happen good for you or whatever your dream is and don't put the effort into making it happen. You're going to have to get up early in the morning to do what you need to do. You need to get out there, network, make, you know, deals and, and, and go to school, whatever it takes. You want to be a basketball player, you need to be on that court at three o'clock in the morning throwing those hoops or whatever it may, whatever it takes. You want to be a track star, you need to be out there early in the morning doing what you need to do, run, whatever that may be. Whatever your dream is, whatever your heart desire, you can make it happen. Believe and trust that and believe in your higher power and believe in yourself, your self-worth. 
is so important. So I just wanted to share that with you. And um, yeah, moving on to my next journey in life because it's at the half stage of my life. And it's not guaranteed I'm going to live another 50 years. But I'm praying that I do. And I'm praying that I do in my right state of mind and in good health. Because I don't think it's no fun to have to live to 100 and not be in your right state of mind or good health. Or at least decent health. You may have some aches and pains. But I still want to be able to maneuver, get around and talk to people. And still network, socialize and just smile. Okay, everyone, you have a blessed day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.